If someone stopped you on the street and asked you to define the good news, how would you respond? What does the good news mean for you? What does it mean for us? Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on April 28th for Divine Mercy Sunday, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. Every time we gather for Mass, we listen to the Gospel. It's one of the things we do every single time we gather. We hear the words of one of the four evangelists writing down their version, their account of the good news. Indeed, that is what Gospel means, literally translated into good news. And we can, and I think we we often should, ask ourselves, what is the good news to me? What makes this good news? You might imagine yourself walking down a sidewalk and out of nowhere appears an individual with a camera and a microphone and he asks you, what does the good news mean to you? What is the good news? Now you probably have figured this isn't a hypothetical question. It has taken place before. There's a video circulating, and the first response to this question, what is the good news that is uh, uh, portrayed on this video, uh, is a, a young woman who responds with the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. Which isn't, it's not a bad answer, but the one asking the question gently but firmly tried to help that individual see that the good news can't start with us. You see, the golden rule is the response. And indeed, the good news, the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, does demand a response. Either it is true or it's not true. And if it is true, what are you going to do about it? It demands a response. We have to respond one way or another. And so the golden rule is one way in which we respond to the good news. But as this uh, individual was trying to convey, it is not the good news in and of itself. And so I wonder whether or not your response to that question, what is the good news? Does that start with you? Or does that start with Jesus? Ultimately, that's the concept I'm trying to get at. Where does it begin? And it doesn't, it's not surprising that the first one they showed was an answer that started with the self. Indeed, it's part of our culture. It's, it's the way we have been brought up. It's part of the air that we breathe. It's not a condemnation of you or really of anyone else. It's part of what makes us who we are. We start, when asked a question, we'll start with ourselves most of the time. We'll start with us, and then maybe we might move out from there. A, a, a response to the question, what is the good news, that gets more at the good news itself is that there is a God. 
It's not you or me, but there is a God. And that God sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, to live amongst us, to take on flesh, to teach, to lead us, to guide us in the ways of love, to die for our sins, to rise again, to ascend into heaven, to send the Holy Spirit amongst us, and to guide us still. In many ways, that is the good news. But in our individualistic society, it's easy to lose sight of that. To give you an example from the headlines of, of the news in general, uh, last week, Easter Sunday, more than 200 people in Sri Lanka were killed. They were attending Sunday Mass, a Mass just like the one we had here, full of people here to worship our Lord and Savior. They listened to the same readings. They prayed the same prayers. They probably sang some of the same hymns, albeit in a different language, but it was the same celebration. The only thing that separated them from us was location. Simple as that, location. And some of our leaders referred to this massacre by terrorists as having killed Easter worship, Easter, Easter worshipers. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't worship Easter. I worship the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to, to call them that is just the individualistic culture that I'm referring to. It starts with them. It doesn't actually start with the good news. It starts with the individuals themselves. So what is the good news? Why did those people die? Or rather, what did they die for? What are we willing to die for? This man right here, having traveled all the way across the country to be confirmed in a faith, not because he's an Easter worshiper, not because he's concerned about himself, but because he desires to lead others to Christ, to follow Christ, to be Christ, to worship our Lord and Savior. The good news is answered in many different ways. It is good for you to have your own answer. Another answer might be divine mercy, the celebration we celebrate today. The reality that God died for the sins of all. As difficult as that is to believe. It wasn't a celebration of Easter worshipers that were massacred halfway across the world. It was a group of people celebrating the very one who died for the forgiveness of the sin of their own death. Jesus Christ died to forgive the sin of those who killed him. That's the kind of faith that we live. It's a dangerous faith. It's a faith that calls and challenges us every single day. Did those terrorists, those men who committed this atrocity, did they accept that forgiveness? I'm not saying that they did. I'm not saying that they didn't. But it was there. Christ died on the cross to forgive all of us. And that's a difficult faith to follow. That's a faith that opens our hearts to a whole different way of living. 
a way in which we see everyone as our sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ. And so, perhaps for your homework, if you were confronted, stopped on the sidewalk today, next week, whenever, how would you answer the question, what is the good news? you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.